Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the Jay, the answer is, I'm not a bagpipe player. And if that joke doesn't make any sense, I encourage you to check out episode zero, where I explain that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. All right, gang, thank you so much. As always, welcome back to the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast. I start every show the exact same way. And that is thanking you for watching and listening every single week. The response to last week's episode where I was interviewed by Mary was great. I appreciate that. And another fun thing happened is that we had the uh, Spotify wrapped uh, details. Uh, We record on Anchor. Anchor pushes into Spotify. So I find out some really fun details and that a couple of those were that we grew by 12% this year. That's you guys tuning in and listening. That means a ton. And there were three people out there that this was the number one podcast they listened to over every other. That means an absolute ton. Uh, but I always thank you. Um, you know, I, I missed a couple of weeks this year. First time I've done that, that was on me and nobody else. But even with that, we put out over a thousand minutes of content and more and more folks listening. So thank you. It means a ton. Thank you for the likes, the comments, the reviews, and all of that. But... Let's jump in. This is what I want to do. I've got a very good friend who's with us today. His name is Ken Noble. Um, He has an incredible story. He's got a background in ministry. He's got a background in coaching. And he is spreading his influence through coaching programs, his work with the Chamber of Commerce, and so much more. I'm going to let him introduce himself. But Ken, thank you so much to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. It's It's a pleasure to be here. I uh, feel honored, and uh, thank you to the listeners that are out there that are that are tuning in as well. Uh, you know, we we can't really do what we do without people uh, listening to our stories and then going out and sharing what what they're learning from us, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. how we make the world a better place. <laughs> so, well, and I'm excited um, that more and more people are going to hear your story. And through that, more and more people are going to get a chance to share it. Because I know you've got a lot to share. You've been through a good bit. Uh, so if you would, if you wouldn't mind, could you give us a little intro? Uh, introduce yourself. Give the audience yeah. a little bit bigger picture of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Ken Noble, and I own Noble Leadership Solutions, where I develop people, train leaders, and inspire the masses. Uh, just like Gordon, I am involved with the Maxwell Leadership. Uh, I'm an executive director. I have been since 2019. Um but I started my uh, coaching journey back in 2015. I took a uh, class uh, through my church. It offered they offered a one day one day training class, and you had like six weeks of you know follow up where you were coaching someone. It's kind of a practicum, and that was kind of my journey into coaching. But the thing about coaching is, years ago I was in ministry for almost uh, 20 years. I think I quit right at my 19 year mark. Yeah, but quit paid ministry. Sure, sure. I understand. And um, so, yeah, so I've been married for 25 years. 25 years. I've got a 23-year-old son, a 21-year-old daughter with um, Down syndrome, and a 16-year-old daughter. Uh, My wife is a hospice nurse. I've been a hospice chaplain in the past. Um, The first seven years of ministry, I uh, I was basically a volunteer minister. I uh, started serving in my church and kind of just became the associate pastor and was ordained. And then I went on to uh, take a, a role uh, in a, a church uh, in Arkansas mm-hmm. and uh, was there six years. I'm kind of a U-turn leader, so I would come in and fix kind of broken things. And that's kind of where I really started honing and developing my leadership gifting. Then I spent another six years at a mega church 
Um, and then I launched into my business. And so, uh, yeah, I, I love serving people, helping people grow and develop and really bring out that leadership gift that everybody um, has the capability to have just to varying degrees because we all have influence. Well, that's incredible. One of the things uh, I love talking to you, Ken, is you and I have some very similar backgrounds, uh, church and ministry and coaching. Uh, I remember uh, I first uh, found a mentor uh, in 99, and he was a guy who poured into me, but he wasn't necessarily a coach, two very different things. I mean, you usually hire a coach for a specific skill, yep. mentor gets there and mess around with your lives. And when I planted my first church, my mentor moved to Philadelphia, so he wasn't there. And I was drowning about two or three years in. And I don't know where Terry showed up from. He's a guy named Terry Bluesma to this day. But he uh, contacted me, and he was a church planting coach. He did it absolutely for free. He checked in on me. He gave me great advice. And it was that first time, I think I was around 37 at the time, the first time I got this incredible reality that a coach – could give me wisdom, could help me avoid mistakes, but if nothing else, could just fast forward me in my career by showing me steps that I wouldn't know otherwise. So I would love to hear from you, like what was the first coach that made an impact in life for you? I went from that mentor to that coach. What about you? What was that first coach that made an impact for you? Oh, goodness. The first coach that I really had um, was probably the guy that got me into coaching. He was much like your mentor, uh, Terry. He was a he was a church planting coach, um, and he, we started talking about it. I was like, man, that sounds interesting. I'd love to know more. And because of my interest, um, but he was my direct report at the the last church that I was in. I'd had several mentors in my life, much like you, that you know took me under their wing, taught me and trained me and equipped me. But um, Mickey Eccles. Um, was kind of my first supervising person that also coached me. He would, he was asking me key questions that made me think about going deeper and doing some things that I wanted to do, which ultimately led me to get certified through the John Maxwell team and then onto mentorship and executive director and launching my own business because he was at, he would ask me questions that would kind of just pierce my heart and uh, make me think about where I was and what I wanted to do and where I was headed and, if I was really happy uh, doing <laughs> right. doing the role that I was doing in ministry, that's a great question. In ministry, are you happy? It's like, no, don't ask me that question. Um, let me let me share a story of a coach impacting me directly, and I'm going to ask you if you've ever had something happen like this similar. Uh, so Terry, it's interesting. My mentor and my coach are both named Terry, so I'll define it. my my coach Terry was working with me. We were uh, we were just dried up burnt out, tired, broke, you know, all those things. And Preach, baby. Yeah, yeah. and then he said, I've got a phone. I was in North Carolina. He's like, I've got a phone number to this house in Georgia. And if you call them, they're going to let you and your family go there for a week and just go away. And I was like, man, I can't. And he was like, you can. So he helped me organize this time away, like with my church, we went to this house sight unseen. It was beautiful. We wound up going there probably three or four times as a family. My family called it the Georgia house. But it was one of those moments where he saw how bad of shape I was. I wasn't going to make it. Helped me organize time away and even gave me like a place to go. 
So maybe not that comprehensive, but did you have a story where your coach really stepped in and rescued you? Like you had that moment where if you didn't have the coach in your life, you, you, you might not have made it. Do you have a story like that? Um, goodness, that is interesting. I have a coach right now. His name is, uh, well, actually I've got two. One, you're, you're one of my coaches that's helping me in, in a similar situation. We're progressing. We're kind of at the beginning stages. Um, with kind of helping me get my message out and help me define mm -hmm. who I am and what I am. But um, a couple of years ago, I was going through severe depression. It was right after I'd left staff, uh, mm -hmm. launching my own business. And when, you know, you step into the entrepreneurial world, you think, man, this is going to be so great. Everybody loves me. I'm going to have tons of customers. And, you know, within a matter of three months, I was just literally falling flat on my face. And so I went through right. this big period of depression. And I was on a clubhouse uh, room uh, and connected with a guy by the name of Michael Faber. And we did a little face-to-face, uh, one-on-one -face, -on -one kind of call, um, you know, and one of the things that he said was that he, he loved about me was the fact that I was super vulnerable and, you know, that I was willing to share and that I was open and all of that. And so one of the things that happened is, um, I guess it was in 20... 2021, when I would, I'd had to pivot with 2020, moving from leadership training and development to focusing on building a coaching business. I knew how to coach, but I didn't know how to build a coaching business. And uh, one of the things that I knew I needed to do was I needed to enhance my technology base. So my birthday rolled around and, uh, you know, I, I had like a, a Yeti microphone, a couple of other odds and end things. And I said, hey, guys, I've got 2,500 people on my friends list. Um, if everybody gave me a dollar, you know, I could buy all of this equipment for, for my stuff. And out of the blue, he messages me and goes, bro, done. And he sent me 250 bucks to cover all of my equipment and all that stuff. And I, wow. I was like, what are you doing? Why? Mm -hmm. And he said, I believe in you and I believe in your message. And I know you've mm -hmm. got things to say and do. And it just blew me away. Um, so I ended up uh, signing up for a retreat that he had more out of the desire to build and continue that relationship with him than the need for that retreat. Sure. And through that, I found a great community. And since I've joined his mastermind, which I was on last night, uh, I think you commented on the video, mm -hmm. uh, but he's a, he's a key player in my life. Um, he's not a coach for everybody. He's one of these no nonsense, you know, just, he asks the deep questions, but he has no problem calling you out on your BS belief system, nice. sure. you know, sure. and uh, being real and honest with you. Um, he's a little rough around the ed edges, but, you know, to me, he's more of a friend that became a coach than uh, than somebody that I was like, OK, I'm paying you to be my coach. It was like, wow, you just nice. kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and it's funny, the last call we were on, he's not a super religious person. Mm -hmm. Um which is odd for me to kind of allow someone in my, my space that that's not that way. But mm -hmm. it's funny. The Lord actually used him to speak to me. Um, I guess it was last week because he was like, look, doesn't the Bible say, and he started quoting scriptures back to me about my mm -hmm. value and my worth and what God's called me to and how, you know, I can do. And it just was like, you're totally right. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe you're preaching to me right now. Yeah. Um, but he, he's done that several times, just kind of reached in and, you know, called at the right time, messaged at the right time. And so 
man, he's phenomenal. And then, of course, working with you, I think we're, what, a, about a month in, month and a half in. I think so. And, uh, you know, you've helped me work through some things and think through some things that are key. And so if you, anybody out there is listening and they're looking okay. for a coach in, in what Gordon does, I highly recommend him because I, I'm – He's one of my coaches. So <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. Well, let's talk about the area you're in. Let's talk about that specifically. Um, okay. You know, uh, yeah. you and I could you and I could both coach uh, in church planting or church leadership. Um, your specialty really coming out of Maxwell and your experience is more specifically leadership development. It looks like, and, and mine is more marketing. Yes. That's the great thing about coaches is that when you yeah. when you find your specialty and you can find that target, you really get to multiply your impact. So tell me, you know, there's lots of leadership coaches out there. We can go from Maxwell on down, but I've seen your program. Tell everybody a little bit about specifically where you focus on leadership and how you make the impact you make. Because because what really happens is we hear people and we're like, I like what that guy or gal has to say in their slant. That's the slant I need. So tell us a little bit about your program and what you do. So for me, I'm a leadership coach, um, and that kind of encompasses a lot of things because all leadership starts with self-leadership. And so if I'm doing executive coaching, and which I'm doing one right now, I have a client. He uh, owns three restaurants, and he's, uh, you know, he's built this team. He's relatively young. Um, there's a big transition going from his dad to him as the official owner. Gotcha. You know, and so – he wanted to do leadership training for his people and we got, got into it. And ultimately it was like, no, we need to work on you first. We can bring your people along later, but let's work on you first. And so literally we're walking through how to communicate better. What kind of, what does it look like to be a motivational leader? Because that's what he wants to be and those kind of things. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm walking him through my proprietary system. It's called the noble method of coaching. And what that is, is we, we basically start with the end, right? The next level. What's the next level that you want to go to? Wow. And, you know, kind of learning what, what that is, you know, writing it down, really getting that mindset prepared to mm-hmm. understand, okay, if I want to be, you know, I want to go from a level five leader to a level seven leader, what does that really look like? You know, nice. and encompassing that. And then we observe where you are. And we ask the questions, right? Because coaching is really all about asking questions of, so so, what does it look like to get to that next level, right? What do you have that can help you get to that next level? What are you doing that's hindering you from getting to that next level? And asking right. those questions, we're just taking the, the kind of a 3,000-foot a view, taking a step back and looking objectively at your habit patterns, your thought patterns, and those kind of things, Um just to kind of understand where you are. The next thing that we tackle is belief. Do you really okay. believe that you can achieve what you have? And, you know, because we're, we're setting smart goals as we go through, right? Specific, measurable. And so a lot of times, and I know that I've struggled with this, is do I really believe that I can be as successful as I want to be? Right? I don't want to be right. a million dollar coach, I don't want to be a Tony Robbins. You know, I want I want a quality cadre of coaching clients that really want to go to the next level and be productive and successful in their life and their business and where they want to go. So I want to I want to make sure that these people believe that they can achieve it because I've had clients in the past. They set sales goals. And when we reached them, I was like, how's it feel? And she goes, it's kind of crazy. 
was like, why? She goes, I never thought I could get here. And I was like, wait, I've been helping you get to a goal you didn't even believe you could get to. Right. You right. know, and so this is this is kind of where I, I've, I've learned how to develop my system. It's like, OK, we need to make sure because if you the, the system works right, she didn't believe she could reach that. And she right. did anyways. But if she would have believed it, we could have gotten there faster and exactly. we could have gone further. Right. And so there's the belief. And then the L part is leverage. Let's look around and leverage what you have. Most of us have okay. uh, either free tools, free resources, um, CRMs, whatever it is that we're not utilizing. Right. We're not leveraging our time properly. We're not leveraging our ca uh, our calendars well. We're not leveraging the people around us. Right. We want to do everything ourselves. So we really kind of dive into what are you doing that you sh don't have to do? Right? I tell a lot of my clients, look, if it's something you hate, delegate, right? If you're not good at taxes and bookkeeping, right? Don't put it off until April 14th. Spend 30 bucks, a, $30 a month hiring somebody that's really good with QuickBooks, mm -hmm. right? I mean, learning how to leverage your time so that you can really focus in your strength and your sweet spot to get to where you want to go faster, right? right? Um, and then the E is engage in action. Every time we go... Every time we meet, we're going to have some action steps that you need to do before our next session, right? And, and you know, maybe there are action steps that take two weeks or maybe there are action steps that are going to take, you know, two months. But then we break it down into smaller action steps for each week. I love it. And love so it. that's kind of my, my noble system of coaching that I've developed over the, the last few years as I've been building my business and learning how to coach. I mean, not, mm -hmm. not just how to coach, but learning how to build a coaching business is kind of setting people up for success along those lines. Perfect. Perfect. Now, I know one of the things I've seen you do is um, implement your coaching program locally. And one of the focuses I've mm -hmm. seen you has been the Chamber of Commerce. And I think I've shared some of your story when we, when uh, you know, when I launched Capitalize, I had experience, but no one in town knew me as that company. So the first thing I did was yeah. join the chamber, get super involved. And you, you, you jump in, you get grossly involved, and then you kind of narrow and feel like, okay, these are the areas where I can make the most impact. So what I love seeing yeah. is that you've played a large role in the chamber. I think you're on the board, right? Like you're, yeah, that's yeah. not a small thing. Tell me a little yeah. bit about how that got involved and why you think it's important. <laughs> so um, as I was telling you, earlier in my story. I started my business in 2017, but I went full-time with it in 2019, left mm -hmm. left the, the church world, went full-time with my business. And you have to understand that in the leadership training and development world, and people aren't thinking about training and development in the last quarter. So when mm -hmm. October and November hit, everything dried up and mm -hmm. I freaked out. This is 2019. And then January 2020, right? We're just literally months away. And so my father-in-law, who lives about an hour and a half away from us here in Waco, I, at the time I was living in Midland, which was about seven hours away. Okay. He developed another uh, another round of cancer, non-Hodgkin's mm -hmm. lymphoma. It's his fourth time through. He was wow. going through some really tough, um, really tough uh, chemotherapy. And as you know, when you work in the church world, you can't just go get a position in a certain town, no. right? You can't just go, hey, I'm going to search for a job in Waco, Texas as a pastor, right? Right. Usually it's halfway across the country, across the state. And so my wife said, hey, look, you're no longer in the church. We're no, no longer locked down. You can do your business from anywhere. 
it hasn't taken off hugely here in Midland yet. Would you consider praying and us moving closer to mom and dad? I was like, absolutely. We've talked about it for years. We'd even talked about planning a church closer to them. So we, we fasted, we prayed, and felt like, yes, we were to move closer, and Waco was where we went. So in the middle of the pandemic, January 2020, actually, it was in May of 2020, um, yep. my wife had an interview at a hospice organization here in Waco. We literally loaded up the truck and trailer and her explorer for her interview, drove down here. While she was in her interview, me and the kids unloaded everything into the storage building. She didn't have a job. We were totally moving by faith to Waco, Texas. And, um, you know, within a week she had the job within the next few days, we ended up having a house. And so we just moved, boom, right in the middle of the pandemic. And so I get here and I'm freaking out, you know, I still haven't transitioned fully into coaching, right? I'm trying to figure out how to make leadership training and development. I had a sales coach who was like, make cold calls and trying to call all these companies. And one of the first things that I knew from uh, Chris Robinson, he's one of the, the, he's the president of the John Maxwell team. He talks about get out, get out the house, right? And he says, yep. get out and go just connect with everybody you can. So I immediately joined the Waco chamber. Uh, I joined like two different networking groups. I joined, um, I joined uh, the, the, the Hewitt chamber and the Hewitt chamber really seems to focus in on the local small businesses. I got super involved, and within a year, they asked me if I wanted to be on the board. Like, I jumped in with both feet. I was showing up at everything. I mean, that was my full-time job was networking, right? right? I didn't have have any corporate clients. I had very few coaching clients. Um, Most of my corporate clients were out of town, so I was trying to build my name here in the area. Mm -hmm. So I got involved in the Hewitt Chamber. I was showing up for all the ribbon cuttings, all the meetings. I was delivering the magazines. Um, I became an ambassador really quick then sure. they were like, Ken, you're super involved. We'd love you to be on the board. And so I'm about to f- complete my first year on the board. Um, mm-hmm. I just wow. recently accepted the chair position for the local car show that we host every spring. Right. And um, yeah, man, I'm getting my name out and I get to speak at the, the chamber often. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, things are just happening really, really well between that and my networking group, uh, Master Networks that I'm a part of. Um, man, it's, it's just been really, really good. I'm making some headway. I've still got my other, um, my other, uh, area that I'm working in Midland and Odessa, Texas, the Permian basin. I've, mm-hmm. you know, got some clients there. I've got clients here. I travel all over, um, and just help who I can when I can. Well, I love that. One of the things when I'm, I'm coaching and, uh, you know, part of marketing aside from the online piece is exactly what you and I are talking about, the, the networking piece and trying to find the the best places to put that energy because you can network yourself to bankruptcy if you're not careful. Um, but that's what exactly. I tell young realtors, young business people is you, like you just said, your job is networking. Like you got to ask yourself, I Absolutely. don't have anything scheduled between one and three on a Thursday. Pull up a calendar. Is it the chamber? Is it a networking event? Is Go be somewhere where there's people. Ribbon cuttings are great. People are in a great mood. Um, and also, I yep. recommend getting involved and there's free in food. a charity. Yeah, there's also that's right. You get to eat, um, and I recommend get involved in a charity you care about, yep. and just go mm-hmm. serve without agenda, and that will grow your business. I know that. And so you and I've never get have had a chance to talk about this. Have you had an opportunity to find some charitable work that you've been able to get involved with? And if so, tell us about it. Actually, yes. One of my good friends that I met. 
uh, through the, it was literally, I signed up for the Hewitt chamber. My first week there was their golf tournament. One of the first people I met was a guy named Reese flood and Reese over the time we built a good friendship and he invited me. He was the chairman for the walk to end Alzheimer's here in Waco. And he invited me to come and be part of the committee last year. And so Mm -hmm. last year I was part of the committee. I had a blast. And then, uh, after the walk, uh, he said, Ken, with your networking abilities and just all the people you know, I would like you to consider being a part of our executive committee. Love and I was like, look, I, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to be. I got enough committees, you know, man. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, he goes, it's not like that. He said, this is a committee that basically helps uh, reach out to people that are outside of the medical field. Because when you're with the walk to end Alzheimer's, mostly it's nursing homes and hospitals and hospices and that kind of stuff that are very involved in supporting. He said, I want, we're creating this executive committee to reach outside of the medical world. And, you know, with all your connections, you, you should be able to help bring in some other sponsors. And so I was like, I, I, I don't want to chair it, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be involved right. with it. And he goes, okay, I'll right. chair it. You co-chair it. So I, we co-chaired it this past year. And so this next year I'm the official chair for the executive committee for the walk to Alzheimer's here in yeah. Waco. Um, they asked me to be the chairperson, and I said, I don't have a huge passion for Alzheimer's. I don't have any personal stories or testimonies. Um, it's like, but my daughter, you know, my daughter has Down syndrome. So if it were a Down syndrome or a heart-related, you know, uh, activity nonprofit, I would probably be more more passionate about that. I was like, but I would love to serve you guys in the capacity that I'm doing, and one of my gifts is strategy and team building. So I would love to help you build a more effective and better Alzheimer's committee team and kind of line that out. So we're in the process of doing that. So yeah, I'm just giving the value Uh, away and helping out when I can. Yeah. uh, And leaders and coaches wind up leading and coaching. Like if you, like in the back of your mind, you know, if I get involved with this at some point in time, I'm going to get asked or I'm going to wind up just volunteering. So, well, I want to ask you this question specifically about coaching. I mean, so we've heard your story and your approach and then networking, which if you are a coach, if you aren't networking and you're not killing it online, no one will will ask you anything. But for the prospective client or the listener who has been thinking, I don't need a coach, no matter what the stripe, uh, marketing, leadership, uh, uh, track, I don't care what – yeah. Why would you say people should seriously consider getting a coach, no matter what the field is? Like, what what would you say is the best justification for someone finding and hiring a coach? The best justification for finding and hiring a coach is you don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of us have it all figured out. Now, then, we're given the tools and the resources by God. Um mm-hmm. Because if you're walking in what he's called you to do, right? I mean, he's got all of those resources, but sometimes we're so um, attached to baggage, emotional baggage, weight, self-doubt, those kind of things. And a coach helps you walk through that, recognize it, and release yourself from it. Um, I mean, I've had counselors. I've had mentors. I've had coaches. And all three of them are very unique and different, and all three of them are extremely valuable. Um, you need a mentor in whatever business it is that you're, you have, right? You need somebody that's been there and done that and is, mm-hmm. is growing, right? Then they can walk you along the path. And then you need somebody that can help you um, in whatever weak areas that you have. For me, I have a right. nutritionist, right? I have mm-hmm. a coach that's literally, he's a certified coach. 
coach, like what you and I are, but he's also a nutritionist. And so he's helping me with, mm-hmm. with, you know, post accident getting back into health and getting back into shape, uh, things I've postponed for too long. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got a mindset coach, which is, you know, Michael Faber. He's helping me get over my BS. And then you are my marketing coach. You're helping me define my avatar. You're helping me. So the, the reality is, is it's not a, an expense. It's an investment in helping you to get to where you want to be faster and quicker mm-hmm. with accountability, with um, encouragement, and really just having somebody that believes in you more than you believe in yourself, right. reminding you that you can do it. You, you and I talked I about this Did last time. Did that answer your talk- question? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you and I talked about this last time <laughs> we, we talked in that about high, how high up in your budget should a coach be? Like when you look at your business, <laughs> yeah. like and you and I know, and listen, I can tell you there's times I've not spent wisely on a coach. I mean, and that's part of the process. Oh, yeah. But but if you can find someone and literally purchase their wisdom and download it like a computer, <laughs> you yeah. get to leapfrog the amount of time it would take you to learn that. Yeah. So it might take you a Absolutely. year to learn something on your own, which do it. Listen, you and I are both podcast YouTube guys. Like we're going to take in everything we can, but there's times yeah. where you don't have a year to learn something. But if I can purchase yeah. it in six months or six weeks, I purchase that yeah. year. And that means yeah. financially, relationally time. I don't have to spend in, in the basement grinding away from my family. Those th- that's so essential if we've got goals and we want to attain them, like if we want to get somewhere, they're always they're always going to be someone in our field. And you know what? If you can't find someone in that field, you got an opportunity to become a coach and then do it yourself. You've got to find an opportunity. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. What do you think would be a great qualification for someone who's thinking about being a coach? So it's like I want to be a coach. Like, what what would you what would you walk someone through before? they hopped into the coaching world? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. Try, try to um, try. Yeah. So the first thing that I'm going to tell anybody that wants to get into the coaching space is that coaching, is, the coaching world is diluted because people can call themselves a coach with no training or certification whatsoever. That's right. Like there's no legal or uh, procedural things, right? So the first thing that I'm going to tell anybody, hey, I want to become a coach. I'm going to say, what does that mean to you? Right? I'm going to, I'm going to kind of start coaching them through. And then I'm going to say, have you thought about getting trained to be a coach? And then if they haven't, I'm going to explain them the reasons why. And the, the pitfalls of trying to be a coach and, you know, all of those things. And then I'm going to tell them you need to get involved and learn the coaching business from someone. You know, whether it's me or someone like you, somebody that's been in coaching for a while and they, you know, because it, it's true, right? You, I don't want to see somebody else struggle the way I struggled. Right. Right. I had the John Maxwell team training and they did a great job teaching me how to coach mm-hmm. their business side of teaching you how to build a business in coaching was a little lacking. Not that it was bad. It just didn't really set me up for the success that I needed for building a coaching business for my leadership training stuff. It was really good for networking. It was really good. 
And so I had to go and find people that were offering free master classes on how to build a coaching business. And then I was like, I don't know. And it shook my brain. And mm -hmm. so like, there's all kinds of things like learning how to have a proprietary system, learning how to package your, your coaching. There's so many minutia that you don't get trained in when they train you to be a coach. Right. And so the first thing I'm going to tell them is, do you know what that really means? Have you just thought about getting certified? And then are you going to, you need to find somebody that's going to help you to build that business. Yeah. That's, uh, a great so advice. That, that's kind of my, my advice for somebody who wants to get into coaching. It's great advice. Um, when people uh, talk to me just practically about uh, being a coach and they'll talk about competition. There's so much competition out there. And I, I literally don't worry about competition, but if you ask me who my competition is, my competition is not good coaches. I'm happy for good coaches. <laughs> my competition is all the bad coaches because they're all exactly. over the place. I can, I can do this. I can do this. Give me this money. Give me that money. And it makes the reputation of coaching more and more difficult. I'm yeah, good I've, coaches, had, I've had triage calls. I've had triage yeah. calls with people that have had bad coach after bad coach after bad coach. And I literally walk them through, okay, let me explain the coaching process. This is how we do it. I've even offered free coaching sessions to help them understand what coaching is like. Um, right. Just to kind of say, look, I'm willing to invest in you to show you what coaching should be. Um, mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a coach, you know, for all your, all your listeners and, and viewers, if you're looking for a coach, the first thing you need to ask is, where did you get certified? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and if they say, well, I'm, I, I don't know. Yeah. Where's your training? You know, and there's different ways of training, too. So mm -hmm. and well, yeah, that's great so, advice. It's great advice. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Uh, it's great advice. No, 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 uh, no. Run up the ladder. Don't don't be particularly swayed by a presentation or a video. You know, make them or their team answer very practical questions. I was sitting at yeah. Starbucks yesterday with someone who, you know, we had gone through the first call. Now we were at the sitting down and he's like, tell me what exactly happens in a coaching session with you, which is a great question. So pulled up the program, walked through it. And he, and, and he must've asked the same question three different ways, which I loved. And, uh, and when he said, why do you think we'd work well together? I was like, well, one, you're teachable and you're thorough. Your expectations are high. And it was a fantastic conversation. So whether he lands with me or someone else, he's, he's a guy who's going to make those leaps and that progress, but he's being thorough. And so my encouragement to everyone before you yeah. spend $79 on something online, just <laughs> ask the questions, get the feedback. Do you have proof yeah. of concept? All of those things. So, well, yeah. Ken, we need to start winding down. We need to start landing the plane here. Um, so okay. in, a mo in a moment, I want you to share everywhere that people can find you. And, of course, I'll put those things in okay. the show notes. Um, but fast forward, you know, um, you and I are similar age. I'm not going to make you tell everybody how old you are. You know, fast forward, you know, to, to 65. And, you oh, know, life yeah. is very different at 65, you know. Uh, but at 65, if you look back and you've been able to coach from when you started to 65, if you've got the blessing to do it that long, uh, what's what's the impact you hope that you're going to make if you get to do it that long? So to me, this goes back to what I feel like God's called me to do um, since, you know, kind of early on in ministry. He, he called me to be a leader of leaders, and I was very, very 
good at that in the church world. And then he called me to do the same thing in the marketplace. And so Mm -hmm. ideally for me, when I reach 65 and I look back on the hundreds, if not thousands of people that I had the opportunity to coach, because ideally as, as you grow your business, you want to scale it and have more impact. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I look back over that, you know, 20 plus years of, of being a coach, I want to see an impact of leaders that are so um, gifted and trained in leadership that they're equipping the next generation who's equipping the next generation. Oh, that's great. For me, great. It's, it goes back to 2 Timothy 2, too, where Paul told Timothy, the things that you've seen me say among many witnesses, I want you to teach also to faithful men that's who right. will teach others as well. Right. That's and right. so that was kind of the, the concept of how I developed leaders in the church world. And for me, that's, that's what I want to do here in the business world. Like I'm uh, the, the two coaches, the, the two clients that I have in, in uh, West Texas that I'm going to go see this week. Um, I'm one, reiterating and telling them about equipping the people underneath them to be good leaders that are going to equip the people below them as well. Yeah. And yeah. I think that when you do that, the world changes. You know, I, I think yeah. the world needs good leaders full of integrity, and I just want to do a small part to throw my rock into the pond and make the ripples as much as I can. Well, I love that. I'm confident you're going to make a generational impact. And uh, and wh- why would we choose just to make an immediate impact? Uh, we can do that yeah. and then cast a vision for generational impact so that what we've done lives on beyond us so i'm excited ken that's fantastic i know how to get in touch with you but everybody listening may not what's the best places to find you and find out more about your program um well always the best place is my website which it's not at the top of my to-do list so it's not the the fully fully done but um my light is noble leadership solutions.com Um, And, of course, you can find me on Facebook. That's the easiest way to find me if you're a Facebook person. All you got to type in is at the Ken Noble, all one word, and you will be directed to my business page. Um, Uh You can find me on Facebook as well under Ken Noble, um, or it might be Kenneth. But I'm pretty easy Mm -hmm. to find, especially if you get my page. I've got a free mentoring group that people can join and be a part of. I try to post videos, two to three videos a week, um, and I do some, you know, private trainings in that group as well um i'm available on instagram and twitter at the ken noble and the same on linkedin all of my social media is at the ken noble i'm i'm the realist no i don't know you're the, yeah that's right the you're ken the noble. ken noble yeah. that's it so i am the well, ken, ken noble ken thanks so much i'm thankful for our friendship i'm thankful for our involvement yeah. with each other really thankful that you would come on and everybody, check out the Ken Noble. Not those other Ken Nobles out there, but the Ken Noble uh, to learn more about what you did. And everyone else uh, to the audience, I want to say thanks for listening and watching. You continue to be faithful. We are now in year five, 450 episodes practically. Uh, that means a ton to me and everyone being here. And, of course, we will be back next week. So I'll see you again next week. Ken, thanks so much. And I look forward to talking to you guys again thanks. next week. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Bye. How do you shorten the time it takes to buy a car? Car buying just got easier. 
Pohanka365.com lets you complete as much or as little of the car buying process online. Pohanka365.com. Car buying simplified. Anytime, anywhere. Small business owners, you should be praised for wanting to grow your business. That's a good thing, and not everybody has the guts to do it. As a business owner myself, I know you've overcome obstacles that people don't even know about. Hi, my name is Gordon Duncan, the owner of Capitalized Marketing and Consulting, and I want you to know that if your business hasn't grown like you want it to, it's not your fault. If it's not COVID getting in the way, it's ridiculous things like changing social media algorithms. You're right in thinking that very few people are doing small businesses any favors right now. But Capitalized Marketing and Consulting is here to help. We've created a 90-day course that is guaranteed to grow the revenue of your business. It will give you the tools that you've been looking for. And as a certified coach, I would be with you along the way. If you would like to learn more about our program, just visit CapitalizeYourBest.com and get started enjoying the success you deserve. Again, that's CapitalizeYourBest.com. And I can't wait to celebrate all you accomplish.